Well, I think I gotta say, man, Melbourne might be one of my favorite tracks up there with Silverstone. Yeah, I thought it was a really good race, and I actually really enjoy Australia. So, I think uh, I hope they never get rid of uh, F one in Australia. I really do. It's an incredible venue. Um, over four hundred thousand people over the weekend. Uh, it just looked like it's a incredible place to be. Obviously, the city in the background, the ocean. Albert Park is just phenomenal. So I I think overall it's just so good for the sport. Yeah, it is very good for the sport. But um let's dive into the race, man. How did you so, feel overall? <laughs> um I loved it. I think there was there was a lot of racing throughout the entire um you know th- through the entire grid. So I was happy with it. I think there's lots to unpack. Um I don't know if you Maybe we should just start with showing love quickly to Alex Albon and getting a point for Williams. Yeah, I mean, the strategy worked out perfectly. I guess he never pitted, right? So until the, the last end. lap. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. He was I mean, banking on that safety car. <laughs> I guess I guess you've been pretty bang on with the draggers of the weeks, but like, I don't care about Alex Albon. I'm surprised they didn't pit on the virtual safety car. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand what Williams does. I mean, they got one driver that likes to get into accidents and, you know, maybe it's just karma for Latifi messing up Lewis's eighth. Maybe that's just what it comes down to this year. But hey, they're ahead of Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> what did what, what did Latifi do this race? I mean, Latifi did nothing. Oh, typical. I mean, he finished the race. I mean, he finished in uh, second last. Typical. Lance Stroll's out here weaving on straights and getting five second penalties like. I don't know, bro. Bad week for Seb. Let's just get all the... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Let's it get is all probably Seb's, one of Seb's worst weekends in his entire career. I'm starting to wonder, not only has he lost the motivation, but can he race anymore? I'm pretty sure he just doesn't care about Aston Martin because he sees how much of a joke Lance... Uh, sorry, Lawrence Stroll is. Yeah, it's, He it's probably bad. just thinks Lawrence Stroll is just a joke, so he's like, okay, cool, whatever, bye. Let's... Uh, let's Let's move on. Let me just uh, collect my paycheck and next team. But Keep it moving. Aston Martin is the laughing stock um, of F1 this year. Yeah, and that's that's hard to take away from Haas, but uh, obviously they've they've done a good job with that this year. That's the one thing they've been good at. They've been good at uh, being the laughing stock. So shout out to you, uh, Lawrence Stroll. But I will say Lance Lance had a couple good defense defense moves. So shout out he could race a little bit today. Yeah, I mean he finished twelfth. Um, no, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, five seconds tacked on. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so he probably um, finished like 15th or 16th. Man, tough, tough race. And I mean, overall weekend for Alonzo. Yeah, you he feel for him. Last. You feel for him. But I don't know. I think that had a little bit to do with pitting strategy, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe they should hit a pit sooner. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not the expert there, but. It just felt like uh, he pitted in the wrong place. I mean, he was behind all the, the mid-pack when he had pace on par with the top half of the grid. So I don't know. Tough tough, tough weekend for him, though, in general. He should have yeah. started off in the front row, if not third. So tough weekend for him. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's our, our general housekeeping to, to start off this, uh, this race. But let's jump into Mr. Uh, Max Verstappen and Red Bull reliability. Yeah, it's... Uh, this this championship really is a constructors' championship, and Red Bull's reliability is not looking good. And I mean, listen, we we talked about damage limitation from Mercedes, and this is literally the most 
Mercedes being gifted nine lives to stay in, stay relevant in the uh, constructor championships because you remove those three DNFs. Red Bull has like an extra 40 points, I think, or 30, 35 points on them. It, I think. You know what? It's like these first three races, obviously Mercedes didn't get their car right. They've been figuring it out. They have got just, they've been blessed with amazing luck that Red Bull has had reliability issues. Some will say maybe it's the the curse or, or the karma coming back from Abu Dhabi. But you know what? You just got to, if you're Mercedes, you love it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you love it, but you're thankful for it because I. I would never love my competitive um, results coming from my competition and not my own doing. If that makes sense, so I'm sure they're thankful for the mistakes Red Bulls made, whether that's uh, the fuel mistakes or whatever happened with Max's car. Which I'm curious to hear what happened. Like uh, Christian Horner is talking right now. You know, we'll we'll tap into it later. But listen, it. Mercedes doesn't have a car that is, um, you know, they've had to figure out quite a few just issues with the design. Red Bull has a fast car, but they have reliability issues. So it's like the only constructor that's really figured it out right from the jump is Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because Checo's car was good. I think obviously other than the first mistake where they both had had that issue, right? I mean, it was the same issue in the cars, right, Uh, in Bahrain. But Checo's car was fine, right? There wasn't a real issue with Checo's car. So it should be very interesting to see um, if this continues on or, or if, was this one a one-off? Because this felt like a freak accident. They were obviously fixing it before the race started and this was a known issue. And obviously they didn't fix it properly. So very interesting to see if this continues on with Red Bull or this is kind of a one-off. Agreed. And I mean, two out of three races, they've had issues. So... You know, I'm, I think Red Bull's got to figure out what's going on, man. It, I think it's not the first that they one, can just say it's bad luck. I think the first one wasn't. The first one was was just an issue about how the fuel when when the heat and it got um, lower. I guess when the fuel capacity got lower. So I'm not going to chalk that one up to a massive reliability issue. That's just you couldn't judge it because you didn't do a long run. But I agree with you. It's that if it continues on, we definitely have to ask questions. Um, what did you? What were your thoughts on Christian Horsing solid race, Checo? But if it was Max, he'd be like, great race, Max, blah, blah, blah. Like, Christian Horner is just like, the guy's just a shitty owner, I feel, a shitty team principal, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, Christian is obviously, um, you know, Max is his golden child. Um, and, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I, I don't think there's a secret there. If you're Checo, you know that you're only in the good books when it's convenient. But that's not even the point. The fact that he said solid race, like, I think Checo had a very good race. Like the, he didn't make any mistakes. I mean, at the beginning, he went off to the grass on the end there. But I mean, other than that, pretty. That's fine. true. He had that one mistake, but when he lost his position at the beginning of the race, it's just because he got squeezed out, and that was a big thing they talked about for this whole race. Is that the, at the start of the track, very difficult because someone's going to rear you off. I right? mean, so Checo got pretty lucky. Um, you know, Lewis was into to second and then obviously didn't get the advantage of the uh, safety car. And then after How that... How was that lucky, though? I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess that's not lucky, but... Because if, if he pitted normally, he would have finished... Checo would have stayed ahead of him. But, but even, also, sorry, when he pitted, when, um, Lewis had cold tires. But when Lewis ended up catching up to Checo um, and then there was a safety car, Lewis was going to pass him again and he had to abort the takeover. Because no, of the safety car. Checo pitted. Checo pitted. And then 
the safety car happened after, like two laps after. Remember, Checo passed Lewis, and then Lewis tried to pass Checo, and there was another safety car, and no, he had to back Cech- out of it. Checo pitted, Checo pitted, and then Lewis took the car. Oh, you're talking about that one? Yeah, yes, I don't know if after. he was gonna. I don't know if he was gonna overtake him. But he had a he had a board the he had a board because of the safety car. Yeah, I don't know if he would have overtaken him because Checo's had more raw pace. So I and won't say Checo got like, lucky. I mean, Red Bull had more raw pace this whole weekend. I, I won't say he got lucky. Even if he passed him, Checo would have Checo had, and, had DRS. And remember, that was before Checo had pitted and, and got new tires. And he was falling off the pace. We were talking about it that Lewis had, you know, obviously made up all that time. That wasn't a, when he came back, that was because he just pitted when Lewis was right behind him. You're talking about the virtual safety car? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Checo would have caught up to him anyways. He, they're, 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 he's, they're 10 to 15 seconds off, right? So I think the Mercedes car does a lot better with mediums. I, I, want, I did want to bring that up. It seems like that car always does a lot better with mediums than it does with hards. It seems to yeah. struggle with hards every single time. So I think once you got the hards, I, I won't, I, that's a whole different conversation, but I'm not saying Checo got lucky. I think that the Red Bull car is just purely better. To say Checo uh-huh. got lucky, Lewis got lucky as well with safety and, cars and everything too. So, And you know what? Like the, um, the Mercedes car, this is probably the best they've looked on race day. Yeah, you know, they have great race pace. When you look at that car, it's, um, the tires don't degrade as heavily. They seem to have a good, a good grasp on the racing overall. I think once they figure out their porpoising and kind of how their overall car works, I think they'll be in a way better position. I don't expect Mercedes to be held down for more than two or three more races, man. Like, I I expect them to figure it out, really. I mean, that's, I'm on the same page, but when you look at just the numbers, you're like, man, 25 seconds off from Leclerc, it's, that's a lot to just kind of pull out of your ass. Yeah, I mean, on call it, well, they had... When did they restart the race with 25 laps to go? So yeah, it's a second a lap. I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. I do think that they have good race. I think the car is good at racing, if that makes sense. I think they got to fix some pace things, but I think it may be the best race car because Red Bull clearly, their tire deck has been garbage this year, right? Right or wrong? Yeah, Red Bull has struggled with tire deck. Mercedes hasn't dealt with any tire deck, really. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But I do think Mercedes will build the overall best race car when the year is said and done. I think Ferrari that's, has a good race car right now, but I think Mercedes will will be a little better when it's said and done. That, that's that's the crazy thing is like, it's only three races. We got 20 to go. Like there's so much racing left and, you know, we'll, we'll get right into Charles and Ferrari. But, you know, the fact that he is vying for that fastest lap point just shows that he knows, although they're ahead, it's not going to be like that all year and every point matters. Yeah, I mean, every point does matter. We obviously knew that heading into uh, Abu Dhabi last year. But um, it's not worth sabotaging your race, though. That makes sense, right? Like, that's when you're getting closer to the end of the year or when you have that much comfortability. Like, all it took for was Charles to slide off the track and it could have been a whole new game. You know what I mean? Like, I if, if I'm Ferrari, I'm having a conversation with him. It's like, listen, when Max bows out, obviously... He's at what, 61 points now? No, sorry, 71 points. I think George is the next closest at, I want to call it 30 something. It's like, you got a decent lead. So I would kind of make sure you get every point you can, but within safety, if that makes sense. Because it's not like your championship rivals taking the point. It's, it would have been Alonzo, right? 
Yeah. I mean, so, I just, it's incredible to see that George is now in second. Yeah. How did you it's feel incredible. about George's race? George had a good race. I mean, there's, he did nothing wrong. There's really both Mercedes drivers had a, did, had a pretty clean race. There was no issues. Yeah. Overall, I think they had a clean race. When, when Lewis got overtaken by Checo, that was just raw, pay, raw speed out of the Red Bull on the first time. The second time was his tires were cold and he came out of the pit. So, yeah, I'm not like, I thought Lewis had a great race. I thought George had a great race. It just feels like they're literally just waiting for the car to be unlocked. I think once you see their car unlocked, I think everybody's kind of scared for if Mercedes unlocks that car. And that's the crazy thing is with everything that Mercedes has got wrong and had to obviously deal with damage limitations, you got George Russell in second, and on the constructors, you know, you're third, 40 points, 40 points from first. That's a lot of points, though, but obviously it's early, so you can still make them up. But um, yeah, I mean, what's Lewis? He's, he's fourth in his driver's he's championship? He's fifth, two points behind Perez. Oh, yeah, because of, because of Checo, but he's ahead of yeah. Max, right? That's right. He's uh, three points ahead of Max. Well, so it's, Lewis not, has it, got it's not the worst scenario in the world, considering... Yeah, so Lewis is at 28 and Charles is at 71. Yeah, that's that's a lot of points to make up. But hey, we know it's a long year. So let's dive into Ferrari, right? What's going on with Carlos? You know what? I'm going to just start by saying that I got I got to just show love to Charles, man. Like I've been trying to say that Carlos is going to show up and he still hasn't. Um, today he had a terrible start. That crash was terrible as well. Charles Charles has everything that he needs to be a champion this year. He does. I think Charles looks a lot better. We'll see what car development looks like, right? Because I think every single person, even like drivers have said, the beginning of the year doesn't def define the whole year, right? Like they're like, this year will all be about car development. So right now it looks like he has everything, but it looks like Carlos is in is not in Charles' league right now. And I, I'm not making any uh, preemptive judgments because we're so early in the year. And, you know, you still got to figure it out, like we said, it's a long year. But as of right now, it looks like Charles is just a level ahead of him, man. I don't think they're in the same level right now. Definitely not. And, I mean, to, I'm, I, I said it yesterday. He, was, he got kind of, maybe it's not pressure, but flustered because of the... Um, because of the red flag and, you know, he had a struggle under pressure. And then today, kind of like the same thing. It's like he's crumbling when there's a little bit of pressure. I don't know if it was pressure. I think, <laughs> I just think, I don't he think had he's a bad start. The he's kind of like, and it's just they, as soon as he's, as soon as they he's like kind of squeezed. Didn't they say they chalked it up to his car? Like they said there may be an issue with his car or something. I, I feel like I heard on broadcast. Um, I don't know. We'll find out after in the debrief, but. Irrespective, I think he said it all year. He hasn't felt comfortable in the car. That that's that, that's kind of where I'm going. But you think the pressure's getting to him a little bit, being in a championship car? I think today. I mean, the start and then the him just kind of losing it. That was uh, there was no need for that so early on in the race. Yeah, who knows, man? It, it, he was also on hards too, right? And I don't know. It's all about getting tire temperature into these cars. That I feel like the the name of the game for these the hard tires is is getting your yeah. tires up to temperature because you saw what happened to Lewis in the first race he was just sliding around you see what happened to him today when Checo passed him it just feels like 
if you can't get your tire uh, temperature right in your tires, it's like these feel a lot harder than the last car because it's 18 inches instead of 13 inches. I don't know what it is, but I'm very curious to see what happens with um with signs and Charles as the year progresses because it's not close right now. It's really not. It's not. And um, I mean, signs is still in a decent position. He's sitting in third in the in the drivers' championship. Does Ferrari turn around and prioritize Charles now, or do you think to, like it's until after summer break if he has a massive gap? I think naturally, just the momentum, like everyone just knows like Charles is the guy at Ferrari. See, that is naturally what we would think, but the flip side is Ferrari says they have no number one driver. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard to say that they are, but I feel like they have to, man. Until Carlos can prove, like I've said, I've been consistent. Every single team should let drivers race it out. But when a driver kind of shows up and floats to the top, that's your number one driver, right? You let you let them race it out until someone proves they're the number one driver. Agreed. And I mean, if we're if we're gonna go after these three races, it's pretty clean cut right now. Yeah, it, it is very clean cut. But I mean, it's a long year, like we said, so we we can't necessarily just say. It's, it's Carlos is done, but right now Charles is ahead by quite a bit. What do you think Lewis was upset about, by the way? Like we, we talked about it briefly. Do you, do you literally think Mercedes says you can't attack him? Or do you think he was just mad about the safety car? I think, I think he was told to back off. He got it to a, a second and then he pulled back. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see why he was upset. But to be fair... I think this is Lewis can't be upset because this has happened to him in the past, has it not? Yeah, I don't think if Lewis is upset of that, it's just stupid. He shouldn't be. And you know what? Like, we didn't even set it, but shout out to George Russell. That this is his first real podium because Spa doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, this is his first time hopping on a podium doing a full race. So with overtakes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I definitely think as of as of right now, I definitely think. Three races in, 100% no-brainer to switch Bottas out last for, for George Russell this year. Yeah, I mean, today was also, uh, I mean, Bottas was lucky to finish in the points, I think. Um, he didn't have a good weekend. He didn't have a good race. Um, and you saw flashes of it today where he struggled. Oh, when he ran off the track and he sucks at overtaking? Typical Valtteri Yeah, exactly. Bottas. And he was trying to blame Stroll, but... There was no issue. You know what was hilarious when they mentioned on broadcast how Yuki and Bottas were connected? Because last year he held them up and this year he was holding <laughs> up. So it's like, but it's like, you should never be held up by Yuki, Bot- Bottas, and Mercedes. But it is what it is, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I overall, I think the Alfa Romero's mid-pack car now, I don't think it's fluke. I don't think they're going anywhere, by the way. Yeah, they look, you know what, even though they didn't have a good quality um, this weekend, I mean, they did well. And you know what? Again, Joe hasn't made any mistakes. He hasn't, but it just makes you wonder if he literally is like your Kevin Magnussons of the world. Is that the type of curry he has? Your Valtteri Bottas is, right? And that's not great for China because I guess it is because you have a consistent F1 driver, but... If you really want to grow the sport, you need a superstar, right? You just can't have someone that's just okay at at driving. But obviously, he's a rookie. He has a lot of time to grow. Yeah, he's got a lot to, a lot of time. Like, I'm not... I just think that he's shown... You know, some people were quick to say that he's only there because of the money. Well, you know what? He can obviously race as well. Yeah, so I, I'm still... 
reserving judgment. I think that so far he hasn't made any mistakes. But as we both said, he is in a mid-pack car. He's lost the ball test every single time. So there's nothing definitive that says he's a good driver. It just meant, means that does he, does he have a chance to be an F1 driver? Or like, I guess the right wording is he, it does, it's not that he doesn't belong on the grid, but he doesn't prove to me that he does belong on the grid. Does that make sense? So like my judgment's still up. It's not that he doesn't belong. It's not that he belongs. I still want to see him do something. And you know, you may not see it this year. I think you need two, three years before you can really make that judgment. Yeah, I mean, look at um, some of the other drivers like uh, Lance Stroll. How my boy I mean, Nicholas Latifi? That's my guy right there. Um, let's just move on to, you know, the boys at Haas. They had a bad weekend. I'm sure they're just looking forward to getting to Italy because it was not a good quality and, um, you know, no points for them. Yeah, I don't know if they figured it out, to be honest with you. It, it felt like neither of them were that comfortable in the car. Um, shout out to Mick for overtaking Magnussen at the end. But yeah, Mick it, was a, it, was, it was interesting to see that this Haas that was such a strong car for, what, uh, the first two races. I mean, Magnussen, if he didn't pit, I guess he still would have finished there. But he looked okay. Like, his pace looked okay until, you know, uh, McLaren and Mercedes just had their DRS on. And he couldn't really do nothing with it because it was kind of a DRS train. But I don't know how I feel about uh, Magnussen right now. He, he kind of had two lackluster weekends. I don't know if his neck still hurts, but they say he was under the weather. but. He's kind of, uh, he's been iffies, and obviously we've been kind of vocal about how we feel about Mick, so interesting time at Haas. Wasn't a, wasn't a good weekend for them. Um, the Papaya aren't showed up. They had, a, a, I think, a great weekend, all things considered. I hate to say it to you, but I said that Danny Rick would get some points in, the la- uh, in, in Aussie, so I told you so. I knew my boy was getting some points. Listen, they got a 5-6, man. You, you just got to be... That's huge. It, it, they were they were not even close, right? That probably puts them in what in fifth for the constructors. Fourth. Wow, they're right back. Two points. Fourth. Ahead, two points ahead of Alpine, bro. Right back in the fourth with one weekend. Crazy. How you think they figured it flip? out? I think so. I mean, Danny Rick was comfortable in the car too. That's a huge sign. Yeah, so I I think they've kind of figured out the car a little bit. Um, if you were to say, because the two biggest winners this weekend were Mercedes and McLaren, right? In terms of what the car looked like, in terms mm-hmm. of the eye test. Obviously, McLaren's made bigger jumps than Mercedes because Mercedes was the third place car. Who was the bigger winner this weekend in terms of a constructor? Who looked more positive for you, Mercedes or McLaren? Oh, for sure, Mercedes. Because you felt they, their car made that, that many advance, advancements? They, they were able to find some race pace, man. Like, they didn't there was a, a pretty significant improvement. So I found that there was a bigger jump for McLaren because McLaren was a bottom, a bottom team and they made their way up to f- like a, a mid-pack car. So they were yeah. really bad. And then now f- their car looks like it literally is right behind the top three. Nobody was on their pace other than Alpine, right? So the way I look at it now is that there's one, two. You, you can't contend with Red Bull and Ferrari. No car is comp- contending with Red Bull and Ferrari. Then it's clearly Mercedes, and then it's McLaren and Alpine. Before, McLaren was like below a Haas and Alfa Romero, but their car this weekend looked like it was better than every car other than the top three. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I'm giving it to McLaren on my side. Um, How do you feel about the kind of how there's such clear division within the top five teams? It's not even close. Yeah, I mean, one and two is not even close to three. We really wanted to see three, but I think, 
as Mercedes figures it out, we will see three constructors battling it out. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll ever be three. I think one will drop off. If Mercedes enters the conversation, I think Red Bull might drop off. Or, or I, I, I really highly doubt it would be Ferrari, but I just don't think Red don't Bull can so. maintain it, man. Like Their reliability is a big question mark. Like I said, I'm not going to say it's two out of three races because one was just a mistake on their part with the fuel engine. They fixed that. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, I think one of them will drop. I think two of them will always be contending. I think someone will always be behind by a little bit. I think it'll be more competitive, but I mean, it's it, just to build on Red Bull. Alpha Tori has gone backwards this year, man. Like it just hasn't been good for them too. So I think Red Bull legitimately has with their, I don't know. I think it's a power unit. I think they have issues. Yeah. Well, AlphaTauri's gone backwards because they also have a different setup than Red Bull, right? So they're mm-hmm. running diff- they're running different setups. So I can't really blame it all on their power engine. Obviously, they had some issues with it, but um, yeah, you know, actually, I gotta take that back. Yeah, they had they AlphaTauri's had uh, engine issues too. So yeah, the Red Bull reliability engine is actually a real question mark. Yeah, um, but I I can't really look at them as two similar teams in terms of reliability or sorry performance because they're not running the same setup anymore they're quite different setups one's running a push rod and one's running a pull rod right so Mm -hmm. you can't really come out here and say x y and z because they're not the same setups yeah i mean fair but um regardless they've got they've got answers they got questions that need to be answered they do they do for sure i I agree with you on that point I, i definitely think that um Alvatore's taking a step backwards, but it's so early in the year, so we'll see what happens. How you, how are you feeling about overall how there's so much disparity in terms of driver and the car control? Like that's a big topic that probably we'll talk about until car drivers figure it out. Running off the track, locking up tires. How you are you a fan of it? I, I am a fan of it. I mean, it just shows how much more you got to be so locked in to to handle this car. Uh, it's not. They've made the car so much tougher to manage, um, and that just gives um, the variable of human error. Whereas if you have a great car in previous years, you know the car was doing the work for you. Now that that split is a little bit more um, to the driver's side. So that's I think that's fair. When you think about the different drivers, right? Which drivers actually impress you the most with their cars? Not based off performance, but how they've been able to handle their car. Hmm. Let me look at this here. Um, I think I think George has been pretty impressive. I think George and Charles. Charles has obviously had some. Yeah, Charles has had no mistakes. I mean, Hamilton's made a few mistakes here and there. Yeah, those three kind of stick out to me. Obviously, Hamilton wasn't good on qualifying in uh, in Jeddah, but all in all, like I don't see Lewis locking up too much. I don't see him spinning out. It seems like he has a pretty great like. Regardless of how fast the car is, it shows you that these guys are really good racers. I mean, even Charles has had a couple lockups in quali and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean that's natural, but I mean like it's minimal compared to like when you think of the other guys. Or right? like Max has a pretty good grasp on his car. I kind of think that um, when you see this stuff, it kind of shows who's really naturally talented at feeling out his car, right? Like, 
you see how Max rides the car on the edge, and it just shows that Georgia, Lewis, and Charles also have really natural feels. So is Lando. They've done a pretty good job. So you kind of get a feel for which drivers are really good, even though they don't have a complete grasp of the car because they've been able to understand their car so quickly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's been so many adjustments, not just on the driver's side. Um, today, I think, was the first time I noticed, like, the teams have also figured out the pits. Like, everyone now is sub three seconds. Yeah, McLaren was consistently 2.4. What was Mercedes' times? I, I wasn't paying attention. Under three, two nine, and uh, I think two, two seven. seven. Yeah, it was yeah. two seven. That's right. Still kind of long. I, I, I want to see when someone gets it down to like the two, the 1.8, the two. I wonder if we ever get there. We may not because it's just But I mean, here. It's, it's also funny like seeing the guys come out holding the tires. Like they're leaning back like because the tires are heavier and bigger. So, it you know, there's been so many adjustments this season. And I think... Um, I'm happy for all of it because, yeah, we need a change and it's definitely added variation to, to every single aspect of, of racing. Of course, of course. Who's your driver of the day? I think it's got to go to George, man. He got his first podium. I don't hate that. Do you and you know what, like, for, for the, everyone out there, like, I understand he, won't, he got a podium in spa, but, like, this is his first podium. That's his first real podium. How much are you giving him credit in terms of compared to Charles? Charles was like, I mean, Charles is blistering. Charles had a very like he was on an island, bro. But he made that island every single time they restarted also, a race. We didn't even talk about this, bro. Oh, my God. Like another thing that's just complete bullshit with the FIA is like, oh, all of a sudden now they implement the max rule on the safety cars. It's like. But look what he, you know, Abu Dhabi with Lewis, like what he's been doing already this season. Like they implement it now. Well, how's that bullshit? They found there's an issue with it and they've now addressed it. It's not like Max only really started doing it last year, right? At Towards the end of the year, that's when he really started doing it and they found a way to address it. So I don't think it's it bullshit. It just makes me, it's like when that, he was that's just you being literally salty side fan. by side and not even side by side you there were parts where he was in front and then he's done it to charles this year too yeah so they, they didn't find it safe and they adjusted i mean isn't that what you want from the fi it'd be bullshit if they continue to allow it it's just like the rules before were kind of clear it's like you're not allowed to pass the car in front of you it's like that should but mean you stay behind but typically <laughs> max didn't pass the car he passed him in abu dhabi typically he was just side by side like with it's, inches yeah. to spare but Anyways, like in Abu Dhabi, it, cross I the guess, line. yeah, like it's just me being a, a Lewis fan. It just rubs me the wrong way. But yeah, I mean, Charles today, he had a perfect race, bro. He literally did. I didn't feel like he did anything wrong. And even though he's on an island, I felt like George was on an island too. Like other than defending Checo, what did he really do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he had his few uh, laps there where he was defending Checo and they were like, yo, don't burn out the tires. But I think he did a really good job, though. Like, obviously, Checo was going to pass him, but you saw he was, he held Checo for like a good five to six laps. Mm-hmm. And it felt he like did. he kept making a nice move. So, you know, you know, Valtteri would have let him go on lap one. That's just kind of how Valtteri works. So, shout out to George. I got Charles. You got, uh, you got, um, George. How did our draggers do? I know how my dragger did. <laughs> this is yeah, maybe the I worst mean, week of all time for my dragger. Bro, Sebastian Vettel, man. He's, I mean, when, he's actually. It's not looking good for him, man. He's collecting $20 million a year. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I wouldn't care. Would you care? Like, you've won four championships. 
you work you're working for a team that's an absolute joke because Lawrence Stroll. What was that co- quote you said two podcasts ago? What someone said is oh yeah, like? uh, it's the thing about the fish stings. Oh yeah, the fish stings. Okay, so but your your dragger killed it, man. He had a bad Saturday, but well, was it Saturday? Well, yeah, whatever day it is, because I got the time zones all mixed up for us. But he had a terrible uh, qualifying, and he killed it today. He got his first points for Williams. Listen, you you gotta love him, man. Like Williams has has been spending so much money with with Latifi, and then Alex Albon gets him a point. Like that's a huge win. Um, I was just looking at the standings again. I gotta laugh. Like Aston Martin is the only team with zero points. Hey, listen, bro. Everybody knows that listens to this podcast regularly. That's your second team, bro. That's your squad. Yeah. And you know what? It's just like. Lawrence Stroll, man, it's embarrassing because you talk so much shit. Are you jumping off the hype train? I mean, I'm. I, I've I've jumped off the hype train. So you're not an Aston Martin fan slash Lawrence Stroll fan anymore. Is are you declaring that on Sunday? I'm, April I'm 10? declaring it that I'm embarrassed to even have thought that I liked it. <laughs> oh it's my terrible. goodness! It's terrible. It's terrible. Listen, they. I don't think that they're going to be good. I just don't like Lawrence Stroll, but it's a long year, like I said, so we can wait it out, but I don't think anything's going to change. But, you know, I, I'm a McLaren fan, bro. Like, it's, it's some dark times ahead of McLaren, bro. We're still going to be a four, five, six drive. Yeah, there. but as long as you don't have someone saying that you guys are going to be winning championships. Hey, bro, Zach Brown said by 2024, we're going to be competing for a championship, so it's timeline's different. ticking. man. This is bad. Aston Martin is embarrassing right now. They They're going to be points, the worst right? team. Zero, zero, yeah. And then it's Williams with one. That's right. And then, it's and probably, then it's probably what? AlphaTauri? Yeah, AlphaTauri. Bro, who would have known Haas would be, wouldn't be in the bottom three teams? In Bro, what Haas world? Seventh. In what world did we think before the season started Haas wouldn't be 10 or 9? And, and they were one point back from six. It's a scary time to be a be an Aston Martin fan, but a great time to be a Haas fan. I mean, listen, the mid pack is competitive. That's I mean, you gotta love it. There's been some great battles. Mid pack. Oh, you're talking about the bottom half, then. Yeah, like, like everyone out uh, like six, six seven, yeah, yeah, six seven eight, uh, six seven eight, nine and ten don't count. So are we declaring the mid pack five of McLaren and Alpine now? <laughs> like McLaren and Alpine are like they're like mid pack one A. Yeah, and then there's everybody else, and then there's this Mer- one B. Then there's Mercedes by themselves, and then there's Red Bull and Ferrari. Um, when's our next race? By the way, we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of end two weeks. Here. We got our first sp- uh, sprint race. Um, yeah. I'm excited for that. In Imola. That's right, April 22nd. Uh, we are there. The track is called the Enzo Dino Ferrari. Yeah. Who's yeah. um. Who's your early prediction for a sprint race? So it's just 16 laps or 20 laps. Oh, I think it's going to be Charles, bro. You're jumping on the Charles train? You're all in on Charles for the 4C Bill future? Yeah, because I think that um, we, won't see, we won't see Mercedes with the pace until... Probably Monaco. Probably. After Monaco. Because you got Miami after that. Then you got Spain. Then you got Monaco. Maybe we'll see it for Spain. You think Spain? Okay. So, um, I, I actually have Max for the sprint. Max always seems to pull out every single sprint. 
Unless you see Bati, bro. <laughs> I, it, no, there's no way. And you know the the engine issue is not happening 17 laps in. So I, I got um, I got uh, Max. Question for you: uh, Does Red Bull have to switch, take multiple penalties this year? We didn't talk about that quickly. Mm, yeah, I think so. I th- I think they're gonna have to swap an engine right now. I think it feels like. Actually, the engine didn't get him fired that much. And so they said they not. won't figure out the engine until they get it back to the UK. Which, which is Tuesday, which isn't bad because it's two weeks. It, it would have been tragic if they had a race next week, but the racing gods are helping out oh, Red Bull. Oh, man, Christian Horner has probably just been like loving the fact that Lewis and Mercedes are, have been bad. And then today, the Mosquito is probably mad. Oh, he's super mad. I mean, listen, they, went, they lost 18 point, uh, 15 points. I know. Because Checo was legit going to finish third and Max would have finished uh, 18. And then they would have made up ground on uh, Ferrari as a constructor. So it is what it is. But on that note, we'll sign out here. It's uh, 4.30 a.m. for us. So. Listen, for, listen, I know this is probably not the most easiest pod for everyone to listen to because we are exhausted on no sleep. But we appreciate you guys for tapping in. Uh, obviously, we're dedicated to the grind. More races, more pods. Lift and Coast is where you need to be. Yes, sir. And uh, I think we'll do our Drive to Survive episode this week, right? Because we got I a mean, little break. Maybe. I, I'm so over Drive to Survive. But yeah, we can we can. You said that. That I have to watch the last three episodes because it was really good. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Yuki enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, f- scrap it. Well, okay, you know what we got this week? We got an episode for Kurt that he loves to talk about because, you know, he's a business side of the more. He loves the business side. We'll talk about Bernie Ecclestone. We'll see you guys this week for Bernie Ecclestone. Yeah, and make sure you hit the link in the description and head over to Bet99 for all of your sports betting. Um, they'll match up to $600. So if you put 100 they'll put 100 That's it. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>